Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Cameras. I tell you what, this camera. <sighs> SD card error. Sod it. It's fine. I'll just not bother with that camera. I'll I'll un unpin <laughs> you, and then we'll have a bit of both of us, and then have to be a terrible quality picture of me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway right so i, I jump into this uh simon um so good evening welcome to fear the podcast simon kindly sides yeah um fine. give it uh well for those of you who don't know obviously you are a wheelchair bound person um yep. and a very very active human being in, in like in many aspects you have a lot going on like i said you you sing you you busk you're currently in the middle of recording a song for yourself you're working on or auditioning for tv programs and mr england and all, all sorts of stuff at the minute um where did that sort of inspiration to kind of do so many sort of out there and upfront things come from i think it's uh because i become paralyzed back in 2013 yeah. uh got a neurological condition and a benign glioma brain tumor so it gave me a kick up the backside to achieve my dreams that I've always wanted to achieve. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I was a restaurant manager, you know, career takes uh, a step behind, doesn't it? Because you have to do your job. Yeah. The only days off you have, you have your children. Um, yeah. So you don't actually have time to pursue any career projects or anything you have in mind. So yeah. since then, um, I've determined to put myself first and to achieve as many things on my list as I can by ticking off every time I do one. So yeah. I just like to be busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said before we got started, as I said, so many things just currently going on, not even in like, just the past couple of years. Um, so is your, assume then your, your sole passion and dreams was to, to sing originally. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're getting on, you're getting on well with that. You, you enjoy the busking mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so like so I've sung since the age of five in yeah. school choir. Um, from there, I've been in like pop group. Uh, I've been in boy bands. Um, you know, I've been a judge on BBC One altogether now. So it's, um, you know, I've been busy. And, and it's not about becoming a successful pop star, yeah. uh, a famous pop star. Uh, for me, it's the music and passion I have in it and I believe in it. So yeah. and it makes me happy. So that's the reason why I'm continuing on doing it, yeah. whether I have a label or not. But that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like finding that thing that you're passionate about and doing it because of that, not because of yeah. the things that could come from it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I always like, well, as a kid, I wanted to be a stunt performer in films. Yeah. Um, and never managed to follow that goal. And it's kind of, well, everyone says it's not too late. For me, it's kind of too late. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not that you. I couldn't work in film and spend more time doing that. It's I have a wife, I have two kids, and to become a stunt performer, you need to be out multiple days a week training, and then many months away working and stuff like that. So it doesn't fit our lifestyle. So yeah. In that in that way, it's you know it's too late. Um, but if you say the, you you're single, that's just that you're in the middle of recording at the minute. Is that? Your first, or is that uh, like your first like, no, release? No, so that'll be my actual third single. Right, okay. Um, I've had two singles out already and an album yeah. um, called I'll Survive. Uh, so this is going to be 
my dog want to make an Hello. appearance. <laughs> from, it's usually um, my children trying to make an appearance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm now concentrating on um, this single, which is called yeah. Empty, the song I've wrote, and the composer is Christopher. So, yeah, sounds really good. I'm really happy with it. And then, obviously, the next album is going to be a musical theatre album. Oh, okay. Where I'm going to do all musical songs, because I'm not yeah. a musical trained singer. Um, but I do sing a lot of songs from musicals. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be another album that I'm going to, you know, think about concentrating on. So is it like um, you ever enjoy movies as well, like like musical theatre or? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I, wasn't something... mu- I wasn't musically trained as a, as yeah. a performer, um, but I've taught myself in yeah. singing. Yeah. Do you, were you ever like look to do musical theatre and stuff like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did drama at school, um, done ballet um, for dance more than 10 years. Um, you know, love to be on stage. Uh, I would pursue and continue that path. But um, since diagnosed my brain tumor, I have suffered with short term memory loss. So right, okay. to remember a script or um, lines for a play or pantomime or whatever, um, unless I can improvise and make up as I go along. Yeah. Um, that's a bit tough. Obviously, when I busk and go singing and stuff, I have all the lyrics on yeah. the screen. Um, so when I go for auditions, like for Britain's Got Talent, um, X Factor and stuff like that, you have to sing a song um, all the way through with no music right. uh, or with music. But because I can't remember the whole song, um, it's then limited to sing the bit that I can remember. Right, um, okay. The chorus, um, potentially. Um, because ideally, I don't like to tell them that I have memory problems because sure. then that you're instantly been judged to be a singer in a wheelchair as it is to yeah, then throw yeah, yeah. things in the pipeline. It's you know untick all those boxes. Yeah. So this is uh, so jump back then in a little bit of time. It says obviously you you suffer with PTSD. Do you yeah. do you know what caused that? Um, well, it's mostly. Um, I had, had always had a fear of dying. Um, right. And since diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumour um, yep. and a neurological condition I've had, um, I've had, had an episode where I had a stroke, um, my heart stopped, um, I had seizures and put me in a coma when I was on holiday in America. So because I've been, you know, my heart stopped and I was just resuscitated and shocked, um, you know, almost like, so I died and been brought back to life, where yeah. before I had a fear of dying, and now wow. I have a fear that I've died and been brought back to life, so it's kind of like uh, bouncing off each other, really, of my thoughts. Sure. So I'm fighting to go to sleep um, because I'm worried I'm not going to wake up. Yeah. So I've developed insomnia for that, but PTSD is mainly because of, uh, been in a coma and stuff and uh, yeah I'm just fighting every day so it's it's scary sure yeah no um, sounds, sounds it and it's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> yeah that's what, what I say to people is it is it something that you have like um, treatments for or anything like that you, you speak to see specialists or anything or yeah yeah so yeah. I'm under um, the mental health um, hospital health and hospital in Norwich yeah uh, so I call Samaritans. Um, I was through the wellbeing service. So I accepted the help that worked for me because it's not for everybody. Uh, yeah. Group therapy, talking with other people didn't really work for me. Uh, the wellbeing service, it, it wasn't in-depth therapy. It was just more like you'd go if you just got a stressful job. So I needed more 
something that was psychiatric therapy I needed. Um, yeah. So I'm on the waiting list for that. Um, and then I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So it's sort of stemming from other problems has obviously affected other things for me to yeah. be diagnosed with that. So, and that's only been done in the last six months. So it's still quite new. Right. Okay. Still waiting to have a medication review for that, of, yeah. uh, for PTSD and borderline personality disorder. So what medication they're going to pop me on, I don't know, because my review's in July. So, but it's funny how they can diagnose you with something and then make you wait further seven months before they can give you anything for, you, for what yeah. you need. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I get the whole COVID thing is put a lot of things behind, but I'm like, well, if I've been diagnosed with it, just write a letter to my GP. Yeah. Um, they don't need to give me medication review. Tell me what medication I can start taking and let me start taking it, you yeah. know, just to make me feel a bit more normal because sure. we're like, throughout my life in relationships and um just how i digest things and and my thoughts and stuff i actually thought there was a problem that mm. i thought I was the problem so in, in arguments with relationships i then stemmed to think that i was always the problem and now since been diagnosed with something it's almost like you're telling yourself that actually it wasn't my fault because yeah. it was a, a condition i didn't know i had um so when i've read up upon it it's it's almost like you know you do anything to stay happy so if you're not happy you just stay in that situation because you don't want to be on your own yeah uh, it, it answers a lot of unanswered questions sure that yeah. i've had throughout the years of uh been in relationships for sure okay the um the neurological disorder then that um led you to be in a wheelchair did it did it take long for you to use lose the use of your legs or was it a like a quick yeah, thing so, so i had um pericarditis to start with which is fluid on the heart so when i had that i then had weakness in the left side so my left leg was weak right uh, would no longer dance and it was slowly effectively gone to work because i had to walk with a crutch um and then um i went to bed one night woke up the next morning i couldn't move so I went to go for a wee and just couldn't move my legs at all. So I had no right. feet uh, whatsoever from the belly button down. So, yeah. so and I was in hospital for four months. And while I was in hospital uh, doing a load of tests, that's when they then found I had a brain tumour as well. So it's just, <laughs> it was a double whammy. Sure, yeah. Um, so going in hospital, potentially walking, coming out paralysed in a wheelchair. So it's that was a really hard psychologically thing to to get over and get around. Yeah. And it still is, and it's been eight, nine years. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But still frustrating. I hate being in the wheelchair. Um, but you know, that's my form of independence and transport for me to be able to get around. So, yeah. got no choice. Yeah. No, no, no. It's uh, it's one of things. Expensive I'll... pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and your other expensive pair of shoes. You know, um, you, what is it that's called the exoskeleton thing? Yeah, it's called a rewalk. A rewalk. Uh, an ex, it's, it's, it's an exoskeleton robotic suit. Yeah. How long have you had that? So I've had that my own suit now for about two years. Right, okay. Um, so basically, uh, 2018, um, I walked the London Marathon using yes. the suit. Um, and the suit was loaned to me to complete the marathon. Uh, so I ended up getting a, a Guinness World Record um, yeah. because I was the fastest in the world at the time to complete it. 
So I did it in 27 hours and 32 minutes. Yeah. Um, we walked through the night and didn't finish until the next day. So after that, we, because I'll see for people to donate to me, if it's gone to charity, it's very easy. Well, not very easy, but it's, it's more inclined for people to give me a tenner if the money's gone to the brain tumor charity. Yeah. Well, we were then going to have a five year budget plan of to raise a hundred thousand pounds for myself to yeah. be able to purchase my very own robotic suit. Yeah. Um, because for people to give money to me, I have to sh- tell them why I would benefit from it, you know, yeah. other than going to a charity. So I was on Sky News, done a live interview, um, come off air. Uh, the Rewalk company called me and said that anonymous persons come forward and purchase the suit for me. Oh, wow. So That's I cool. still don't know to this day who, who the person was. Yeah. Uh, but I have my very own suit that, you know, I get to walk around every day and do the things that I'm able to do. Yeah. That person. So it's currently um, not in use at the moment because the foot plates are broken. Oh, right. okay. Uh, they're actually coming out Wednesday next week to repair it. Yeah. To give me two new feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be the question. Like how, like, how long does a charge last for? So doing that like marathon, did you have to stop and recharge or swap out batteries and things like that? Or? Yep. So the suit can secondly walk for four miles. Right. Okay. Uh, with, without, you know, draining the juice completely um yeah. so you can walk consecutively for four miles but what i what i found is is that when we did the marathon um we probably i think we used around about eight to ten batteries um where because basically a battery has to be in a suit to charge it you oh, can't okay like you can't just plug it in like an AA yeah. battery charger um so we then had to have a spare suit yeah um to have the batteries charging while I was yeah. walking right in a destination Christ. where the batteries is accessible to get to. Um, but then February of this year, um, I walked 125 miles in 28 days for the NHS. Yeah. Um, and I was actually getting seven and a half miles out of one battery. Right. Okay. So um, I was obviously pushing it and pushing it and pushing it uh, until that bleeps at me uh, <laughs> because the watch is controlled via a watch and it's got a uh, color lights on there so it right. obviously green amber red uh if it flashes red then you have around about 10 minutes or so of walking distance yeah. so if you're not nowhere near your car <laughs> <laughs> like it happened to me when i was walking around a lake and, oh, no. uh, and my car was parked right at the bottom of the street and i was thinking to myself i'm not gonna make it but it literally died on me as i opened my car door <laughs> so i got there just in time <laughs> jesus rely yeah. on technology too much <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Like, is it something you literally like use every day? Just just general tasks now, or you? you know, yeah. You, so so basically, it's called a rewalk more than walking because it's just it's more than a walking aid. Um, obviously, I, I I have really bad spasms on a day to day basis. So if I'm standing up in that and walking around for less than an hour, I'm spasm free for about twenty four hours. So I don't yeah. have to take medication for it. Um, obviously if I've walked around and stood up for three, four hours, then my bladder and bowel is natural. So I don't need to medicate to empty my bowels or, um, you know, to use something to empty my urine. So, yeah, so it's, it's a health, health medical machine as well. It is just a walking aid. Sure. Wow. That's pretty awesome. No, it's, I, I was watching you, uh, or keeping in, keeping up following on with you you're doing your walk it was february wasn't it you said yeah it was yeah. yeah 
Yeah, it's pretty in cool. The cold, oh. coldest month of the year. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, uh, but the the year hasn't really got much better, has it? To be honest, no. no. You're right, but it was it was actually an experience because um, I walked in snow for the first time in over ten years. Wow. Uh, so to leave footprints other than yeah. tire marks was quite a, a magical moment for sure. sure. And hearing that crunch sound when my, yeah. my feet were gone through the snow yeah. uh, was quite incredible. See, um, so we we met once before um, at a modelling event. Um, how did how did you get into that? Was you uh, already in contact with the the lady who ran it? Um, no, no, and yes, if that's an answer, because <laughs> uh, I was a model when I was able-bodied anyway. Yeah. I've done. Long- experience modeling and stuff and um and when i went into uh, modeling in a wheelchair it's it was to prove a point more than anything because i wasn't getting accepted um i sure. wasn't getting callbacks i wasn't getting accepted for catwalk i wasn't getting accepted for magazine shoots nothing um because they either use an exclusive the the studio is upstairs they don't have a lift yeah. um you can't you can't model clothes and sitting down you've got to be standing up all these stupid excuses yeah other than them saying we don't want you because you're in a wheelchair sure so so I, I i pushed myself out there and um you know get to model at these different events and stuff with different designers now and now because i've got the rewalk suit you know i'm able to walk down catwalks um in fashion wear yeah. um because for example if you're going to say, um, you know, any retailer shop for men and you see the mannequin standing there and they've got a nice jacket on and trousers and a T-shirt, shirt, whatever. And that looks really cool. But if you go to the dressing room and try it on, you sat down, it, the outfit looks completely different. Yeah. The coat crinkles. It looks too big, too fat. It doesn't fit your figure properly. Um, so, yeah. So I think they need to have more mannequins sitting down for sure. Sure. Not necessarily sat in a wheelchair, but just so you can see how it fits yeah. when it's in a sit-down position. Um, yeah, so I've just now using the rewalk suit for me able to model and uh, standing up. So I will get on that catwalk again very soon uh, yeah. in the suit, so I'm excited. Oh, good. You've got uh, an event planned to go no, to? for Mr. England, actually. Um, oh, for Mr. England, yeah. Yeah, so um, I've got to do... Um, there's, a fi- there's 10 finalists, basically, and uh, I have to do a sports round, which will be very interesting because I don't know what that sports round entitles, right. uh, other than I'm going to be in my wheelchair for that. So if you yeah. expect me to kick football, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but if I then make it into the, the grand final, um, you then walk down the catwalk. Right. So that, that's the aim and, and a dream for me because I, I've wanted to always do Mr. England. It's always been something... You know, I, I'm a judge for, um, you know, a, a pageant, Kerry Parker's um, pageant, and I, I'm a judge, head judge for that. So I do all their competitions and stuff, you know, so it's just nice. And I've always wanted to do Mr. England, and it just happened to be that I was too old. Right, okay. Um, but they've upped the age limit to 40 this year, which I I fit just under, which is yep. great. Though I had the chance to <laughs> audition for it, uh, which I did. And this is where I am at the moment, so... Yeah, there's never been a, a wheelchair contestant for Mr. England. Yeah. Um, there's been an amputee who won it in 2017. Jack, his name is, um, nice guy. 
So it would just be nice to change what people think of the, an ideal of Mr. England yeah. guy should represent because they're either ripped as hell, right. uh, like beefcakes, you know, yeah. and not every guy looks like that. No, you know, certainly don't. If you look, you know, if you look through wheelchair magazines, every guy sat in the wheelchair is topless with pecs and a six pack. And you think to yourself, well, you're not going to look as good in that wheelchair as that model. You know, so it would just be to show that, you know, I'm all right, I'm comfortable with, with how my body looks. Yeah. More so when I'm standing up than I am sat down because uh, more rolls appear. <laughs> um, so it would just be nice just to shake the competition up a bit. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, so, you, so you've got that. When when is the next sort of stages of that occurring? So I have to go to Coventry on the sixth of June. Oh, okay. And that's so <clears throat> not that far away, um, no. but I'm excited at the same time. It's 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 also because it's um, excitement knowing I'm not auditioning for singing because I I love auditioning for singing, but it's something different. Yeah. Um, and it's the unknown. Um, so I don't know what to expect other than we have a photo shoot, uh, got to do a sports and an interview. Yeah. Um, and then they judge the best sports personality, the best person you gave an interview. Yeah. Um, so on. So, yeah, we shall see. Awesome. And uh, you say so you just recently posted as well, you've, uh, you have auditioned for The Voice. Yeah. Yeah, that so was I've, I've, a, Zoom, a Zoom audition, wasn't it? Yeah, but just, I don't think they're very good. Um, no. Personally. Uh, an audition for me is um, having the atmosphere of going into the room, uh, meeting the producers and singing live. Because when you do a Facebook live or you sing live, like through a phone, for an iPad, the, the yeah. acoustics and the sound is completely different if you sing live. Yeah. Um, and it's almost felt like you rushed because... All they were said was, um, can I confirm a name? So I said, Simon Kindly Size. And then I just wanted to know an interesting fact about myself. So I said I was a Guinness World Record holder. Um, and then I had 60 seconds to sing a song with no music, right. which I did. And then when I finished, they just stuck their thumbs up, um, came unmuted their mic and just said, uh, as you know, we can't give you an answer now. We're going to go yeah. back, watch the videos, uh, and we'll be in touch by email. And that was it. Um, and yeah, but when you go for the, because I've been to the auditions before yeah. and how it works is that you have groups of 10. Uh, so you're in the queue and they count 10 of you out. You All 10 of you go into the room together right. uh, with the, the two producers at the behind the table. Um, you sit around the edge. So you're not like numbered one to 10. So that's quite good. So they would randomly pick people from the room. And what you yeah. then had to do is you then had to stand on the cross in the middle of the room in front of the other nine auditionees and sing a cappella. Yeah. Then you'd all leave the room, get called back into the room again to be told who's through to the next stage. If you're through to the next stage, you then go to the other area and sit and wait. And then you then get seen in front of two more producers. And that audition is filmed. Yeah. Again, you get given an answer. Um, and they obviously go back. It's the same with everything, like X Factor and BGT. I've yeah. always made the research stages, so I've got through four or five auditions, um, and then I've got to the callback um, research stages, and obviously if I got the call after that one, yeah, it's in front of the judges. So I've been so close for the last yeah. nine, ten years. Um, it's just frustrating because I know you have to be in the right 
place at the right time. But when they say to you, you can sing, you know, your likability, you've got an amazing story, you've got a robotic suit that can stand up and walk. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, well, if I tick all those boxes, why aren't I getting the call? You know? Yeah. So I, I personally think it's more for uh, health and safety reason, maybe, because uh, of the wheelchair or because of the robotic suit. Yeah. Uh, which is frustrating because girls you audition and they're dancing in six inch heels. Yeah. They've yeah, got more of a chance of breaking their leg or breaking their back neck than it is <laughs> me falling out of my wheelchair and breaking mine. So, yeah. yeah. Obviously some of the stunts and activities they have on uh, Britain's Got Talent, they're, uh, they're asking for some pain, aren't they? So, exactly. you know, shouldn't be an excuse, but it's hard to know, isn't it? Obviously so many people go through for these things, don't they? Um, I do. I remember. I I I just love the whole uh, auditioning. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love the the butterflies I get and the waiting around and seeing other contestants who uh, over the top just because there's a camera there. Uh, you know, there was a, when we auditioned for Britain's Got Talent last year. Um, you know, there was somebody there with a rat in the cage and they're doing a duet together. You know that kind of, uh, <laughs> craziness. Uh, so it is. It's uh, it's an experience. Put it yeah, that I'm way. sure. But what people people from home who watches it think you just go straight on the stage in front of the judges. Yeah. You know, don't see the waiting around of twelve hours. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes in the rain outside. Um, you know, people don't see that. But it's um, for me, it's uh, experience. Um getting to see different producers can open doors for other things if yeah. it's not necessarily for that show. So that's why I carry on doing it. It's, it's great to see. You've got to see you've got so much like enthusiasm and, and like balls to just go and do everything and everything. Like, I've, um, it's all the sort of things I've wanted to do with, mostly with TV and film and stuff, you know, and I, I've bottled it quite a few times. I just, you know, you should think like people are going to judge you and then, and that's exactly what they're, they are doing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I sort of grew up, spent a bit, a fair bit of time as a kid, like really lonely and my best friends stopped giving a shit about me. So it was kind of the, that mental thing of if your friends don't give a shit, these random people aren't going to give a shit, you know? Um, I'm kind of beyond that now. It's now like, well, who cares what other people think? Let's go and do it. Like, hence, you know, this podcast, it took me a while to decide to, to launch Oh, who's going to yeah. listen? Who gives a shit? But at the same time, I get something from it. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'm enjoying doing it. I'm enjoying having conversations with people and finding out more about them. Like say your your story and the things you get up to is is one of the things I really wanted to highlight about the whole podcast is we'll go through a lot of us go through some really terrible, awful shit, but we can find a way past it or ways to manage it. Or finding that thing that we love and working at that, you know, yeah. if you if you keep pushing it back, and then you, you get disappointed in yourself for not following it, you know, yeah. and and say so you, you're shining an example of just like fuck it, go, you know, yeah. Um, you built built your own is, bed recently, were you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted a four poster bed, you know, and yeah. when you look at over a thousand pound to buy one, I was just like, well, I can make one, and. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any, I just drew it down on a piece of paper of how I want it, what size I needed it for my king size mattress. Yeah. And just went with it. 
never built a bed in my life and uh, <laughs> I was quite impressed with it you know so yeah. when, when someone say to me that you can't do it I, I just do it just to piss them off oh yeah, uh, of course like when I hand cycled from London to Paris for charity, you know, I, I wasn't signed off my consultant, but I did it anyway. Um, yeah, just with anything. Uh, my dad say that you're not allowed to do that many shots when you go out. I go, oh, I didn't. It was just, you know, lemonade. And then once, you know, just, <laughs> just do it. Just, just <laughs> shits and giggles, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I think that most of it, I, I don't want any regrets. Um, yeah. Because when I was able-bodied, I'd, I'd never done ice, ice skating. Um, wow, okay. Which I'm never going to be able to do ever now. So, you know, I have a lot of regrets to things that I never achieved. Yeah. Uh, so it's why I'm more determined to tick things off now. And more so to show my children not to give up with yeah. the smallest hurdle. Yeah. Um, because you're going to have 50,000 knockbacks before you achieve that one goal. Um, and you just have to just keep going because life is far too short to have any form of regrets yeah yeah life is it can be extremely short and unpredictable you know like you know suddenly yeah. ending up in a in a wheelchair you know it puts puts a lot of dampeners on a, a lot of your hopes and dream potentially obviously yeah. it hasn't you know you, you you're just out there killing it now which is great um the just so you know ice skating is now really expensive uh, <laughs> <you> <laughs> and, know, cold. and cold yeah uh, quite kind of painful um but, but yeah i do the same everything a lot of things that i do is to highlight to my kids that if there's something you want to do you you've got to have a go at doing it you know you you can only fail and that yeah and that's you know and try again you know um yeah yeah it's difficult because i've ended up obviously doing a nine to five job that i don't really want to be doing because i didn't follow my dreams and because I haven't paid too much attention to what other people might think or yeah. what people thought of me at the time. Like, say getting into stunt work, I would have had to do gymnastics. And as a kid, people finding out I did gymnastics would have been my life over. <laughs> do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Whereas now gymnastics is really uh, popular. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, kids, love, you know, if there's something you want to learn, you have all the access to all the information now. If there's some job you want to do, you need to learn about this. You've got a computer, go. You can you can yeah. learn and become pretty much anything you want to these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I competed like jujitsu tournaments and things. And those is like the medals for the kids. It's like, well, did you get any medals today? Nope, I lost everything. But I went there and I put it all on the line in front of a crowd because it's what, I enjoyed doing. Yeah. The wins exactly. are great, but yeah, doing it for that to take part answers. Yeah. It? Um, you know, and now, you know, I, I get to work on film or TV every now and then, uh, when I can when they give me enough notice. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you available tomorrow afternoon at four PM? Like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm sorry. No. Got work. But yeah. thanks for anyway. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately for obviously my level of uh ability or experience it's very much that it's can you well currently it's can you come for a covid test tomorrow and then a fit in wednesday afternoon next week and then film this day this day this day maybe in three weeks time like well, how can i make myself available for that with a nine to five job and two kids to look after you know it's yeah yeah it's, it's not really doable um so when it when it comes up and it goes up oh, two weeks time this film this date cool i'll go that's fine, yeah. but a lot of it is so last minute. 
Yeah. And and a lot of, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, not anymore. Sorry, no. We don't need you. The night before. Cheers. Yeah, we booked off work and yeah. stuff. It's mega frustrating, but um, but I still sure. do it. As you say, again, it's one of the things to the kids that it's something I like to do. So when I can, I will. Um, yeah. And to say, it, obviously doing that same thing, you, you seem to be singing at every given opportunity at the minute, which is awesome. Yeah, just sends me to that happy place singing. And that's good. <clears throat> that's good. Um, with the recording, have you got many more sessions of that to do for your current single? Finished. It's finished, so, is it? Yeah. So we, we recorded it in just over an hour and a half. Hmm. Uh, laid the vocals down, added some harmonies. Um, so the producer's going to mix it and finalise it at the weekend. Yeah. Um, and then I'll be able to post it on my uh, TuneCore account which then published the single to everywhere, Spotify, yeah. Apple Music and Amazon and all that kind of thing. Uh, and they do it over a four-week period. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so the time that go on, I could then record the, uh, the musical theatre. And also, I've always wanted to do a dance track as well. Okay. Um, it's always something that I've been really interested in doing because my vocal range is quite, quite good. So I can sing really high and, and really low. So I was like, well, it'd be really nice to throw that into, uh, you know, a dance track. So while we were sitting in the studio, I just said to him, well, I've got this idea of wanting to do uh, maybe like a song called Freedom or something. And we were, I was just like having some ideas of what the melody would sound like. And he just got the piano out and started like, he was amazing amazing musician as well as uh, a producer and he was adding some drums to it and some strings and just started playing it it was just like holy shit as yeah. if he just made that up off cuff um so yes yeah, so that's going to be the, the the next project on top of um that you know not because a lot of my followers you know probably won't want to buy a dance track to be fair um so but they'd probably love the musical fear album so yeah yeah, so just trying to just just so I can tick off and say, yeah, I tried to do that because it's not about getting it in the top charts or even getting, you know, 20,000 streams on Spotify because I yeah. don't even have that on my album. But the people who listen to it, I'm, I'm grateful for them to listen to a, a nobody, um, yeah. which is nice. Um, you know, I get plays on it. Don't get loads of money coming through, but it's something to show that people are listening and streaming and downloading my songs. So it's yeah. all, all, all good, really. Great. No, it's really good. Let's say this is one of the things I, because of the whole idea of this podcast is like mental health and personal growth thing. And obviously I assumed the sudden lack of use of your legs would have had a major like crash in you on your mental state at the time. Yeah. And obviously you've had a fair few years now to, to deal with it. And you now let's say, as it seems just absolutely crushing it with your, your Guinness records walking the whole of February, singing, going on, I don't know how many TV shows and reality shows. <laughs> You're just, yeah. just staying, staying busy. And, be, and they say, they're going out there and um, busking as well. So some of that must be really bloody cold. Um, I see you all wrapped up. Yeah, so it's, it's not, for, for me, it's, it's probably the hard, hardest thing you can do as a singer. Yeah. Because um, it's not easy. I, I'd, I'd like to say anybody to, to walk past and say, oh, you know, that can't be that bad sitting there singing. But it's, it's most nerve. I'd rather get up on stage in front of 100,000 people yeah. um, live to 100 million of people than I would sitting there in the street busking. 
yeah because it's it's it's, it's not it's not easy um because you because you, your background noise you get some people standing there standing listen paying attention to you you know um but for me it's to go out of my comfort zone because i have really bad anxiety and panic attacks and stuff and and busking is one of the things that sets it off yeah. Um, it takes that small thing and I end up full on panic attack and I can't do it. So then I then push myself to say, look, you know, you can do it. Um, just took a setback because last week when I was busking, I was assaulted by a woman, funny enough. Yeah. Um, grabbed my head and pulled my hair and she was kicking my equipment and stuff. And it was just a bit like that took me a bit of a step back and I was completely shocked. So yeah. the police were involved in the situation and, um, I'm not allowing her to stop me for doing something I love doing. But at the same time, it's it's almost like a war with yourself and you're processing your own thoughts because when you say, well, you're going to do it, your mind's telling you, well, you're not going to do it. You're going to crumble. You're going to have a panic attack. You're going to look stupid. Yeah. It's almost like a war with your own thoughts. Um, and I want to get out there as soon as I can because if someone falls off a horse, they don't wait months and months on end until they get back on one because uh, you need to get back on it straight away because if not yep. you'll never get on um, yep. so I just need to just get through that worry and fear um, and just get out there and start busting again and then I hopefully could get over that stupid hurdle yeah nice no, it's, it's one of them things that obviously we talked about briefly that it just seems totally bizarre how full grown adults like conduct themselves I don't mm. like be, like whatever, say, be but, drunk or inebriated by any means, like because hmm. yeah, whatever, whatever reason, um, whether you know mental problems, drunk on drugs, um, you don't. One, you just don't assault anybody. But no. two, you don't assault somebody sat in a wheelchair. You know, because I, I I drink and uh, party hard and stuff, so I'd never go over to a person in a wheelchair and grab their head and yank on their hair and yeah. kick their equipment and you know and all that kind of thing. that wouldn't even dawn on onto my thoughts. So I, I'm really curious because obviously it's still under police investigation at the moment that what the excuses yeah uh, she comes up with be very intrigued yeah but you know I'm I'm stepping a put my feet down and, and saying that, well, no, I'm not putting up with that, you know, because she could have got a slap wrist and it's like, no, don't do that again. But I, I want to show her that ha one, how it's made me feel, two, how she's flooded back my PTSD, uh, having night terrors, waking up in the night, been assaulted. And, and you know, uh, I want her to relive the traumatic experience that she's now re made me live through. Yeah. The things that I've got past. And it was laying in the back of my mind and, you know, it was always there stemming the problem. And now she's brought it to the front of my mind again, you know, and that's yeah. took years. Yeah, so nah. she, I, I want her to be punished. Yeah. And, uh, so I will go, if I have to go to court, then I will. Yeah. No, nah, you see, she certainly should, should be, uh... <laughs> I can't even think of the word I want now. But yeah, she definitely should be punished for that. Uh, it, yeah, it doesn't make any damn sense, and it's completely unfair. Um, but I do do hope that you manage to say work past that and get back out there because it's clearly, like you say, it's something you love to do. Um, yeah, I've seen you your videos. You're out doing it like so frequently, um, and it seems again it's kind of counterintuitive if you're 
your anxiety and stuff like that, but you, you're out there doing it. It's like, you know, you could be anxious and you could be afraid, but let's go, fuck it, do it. You know, yeah, yeah. it's it's great, you know. Um, I mean, it'd be great if more people, including myself, could just go out and just do whatever the hell you wanted. Like, I think just, you just have to get out of your own <clears> comfort <throat> zone. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> certainly seems that way. Um, because uh, like like you say you don't want to live with no regrets and and i think that too many able-bodied people take take their lives for granted and take things for granted yeah Uh, and i I was one of them i was very selfish uh, as an able-bodied person and it's changed me for the better for sure obviously i wouldn't want it to change me in the way it has in the sense of how i've now been punished but um Yes, it definitely changed me. And and when you get people say, "Oh, well, I can't do a marathon," it's not that they can't; they just won't. Um, yeah, you know, or uh, you know, I can't achieve my dream because of A, B, and C. It's like, well, if it's your dream, then you'll achieve it, whether it's D, E, F. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Forget the D and, and move on to the next chapter. Mm. Because I think that too many people. I don't want to be rocking in a rocking chair in my old people's home with a nappy on at the age of 80, uh, yeah. having billions of regrets of thinking, I wish I'd have done that when I was a kid and I wish I'd have done that when I was an adult and wish I'd have yeah. done this. Because you know, I just want to say, well, at least I've done it. Whether I succeeded in it, I can still say that I tried and yeah. uh, get attempt, you know? Yeah. yeah. So if you want something so bad, you just have to fight to get it. Yeah, I think that's... It's yeah, incredibly like, an inspirational mindset and mind frame to have, and a decent message to have to like to any regular people, able-bodied or not, out there. You know, if there's something you want to go do, do it. If you have got passions, you have got dreams, have a have a shot, throw the stone. You know, um, exactly. Have a go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I've, I've yeah, I've really enjoyed talking to you. I think it's it's been. Uh, Kind of eye-opening, you know, it's, yeah. you don't, obviously I don't know half of the stuff that's gone on over the time, um, you know, how, how obviously it happened that you ended up in a wheelchair, not specifically, I knew it was a, a neurological thing. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's it, just going out there and doing all the things that you're doing and, you know, achieving all these things, showing everyone that you, you can still do it. I think it's great. Um, so if, if you could give a single piece of advice to any able-bodied person then, if any able-bodied person, a piece of information or a bit of advice you would give to them? I would just say no such thing as can't. Yeah. Um, is, is my motto, basically. And it's um, because because we, we all have inner goals. We've all got inner dreams of when we've gone through high school, what we wanted to be and what we wanted to achieve, like you were saying about your stunt double thing, um, you know, just because you work a nine to five job and you've got a wife and you've got children, that's, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't do it because you find an evening class to go to. You find, yeah. um, start dancing your own stunts in your garden and filming them, whacking them on YouTube, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. You know, um, get your kids involved in it to be part of the stunt or whatever you know just just so you can say that you still try to um achieve doing it um because they do classes in the evenings they do gymnastics in the evenings you know as yep. you know because kids go to them um yep. 
whether you're the only adult bouncing around on a trampoline and, and, and <laughs> jumping over the horse boxes, so what, you know, you, 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 you're doing it, you know? And I, I think because you, you do want any regrets and, and because like with me, I've always been a single dad because I separated my partners and, and, and my three children were three separate partners. And um, so I'm a single dad and I still go to auditions and I still, if it's a day when I've got the kids, I rearrange it and have them on a different day uh, yeah. because I won't let the fact that I have my children stop, stop. me from going for an audition because yeah. I, I want to show to them that, you know, how much I want it and how much, you know, I'm doing it because of, I want to make them proud yeah. as well as showing them that, you know, I'm not from a, a wealthy family uh i wasn't you know brought up with a silver spoon in my mouth you know i was brought up by my dad and um on benefits mostly because he became ill and got heart disease so he, he had to give up his job to look after me and be a dad really and so i was brought up in a council state you know and i, I couldn't go to an expensive drama school um so i went to um you know like a council state drama school in the evenings because all we could afford yeah. so everything that i've achieved and, and taught myself is through hard work you know so many people have got it easy living off daddy's credit card and can go to the well expensive drama and ballet schools and yeah. wear the most expensive ballet shoes where i had secondhand ones you know so i think that for me it's um it's more enjoyable the fact that what I've got today in front of me is because I've worked bloody hard for it. Yeah. And the, the auditions that I've gone through to be accepted, you know, when I got picked as a judge on BBC One altogether now, you know, and worked on there for seven weeks with a Spice Girl and Rob Beckett, you know, I was an absolute massive Spice Girls fan. And when I found mm. out that she was going to be part of the team, I was like hype ventilating when I saw it. <laughs> Holy shit, you know, Jerry, Ginger Spice. And uh, and and because I, I like to waffle, as you know, I'm leading off onto a little different things, but it's just showing that the fact that when you go to auditions and you're in a room with five other people and you're all professional ballet dancers, you're all great singers. Well, it, it, to me, they're, they're all most programmed robots because they're exactly the same there's no yeah. personality there's no you mustn't be yourself because you have to have this persona of somebody who's you know got it all basically yeah. i'd go in and be like oh you know huh? you know common as anything you know <laughs> and uh but then that was getting me through and i was getting selected more because yeah. i was more myself yeah. you know i think too many people pretend there's something they're not yeah um, you know, when I used to go to drama school and stuff and they'd be like, oh, what do you do at the weekend? I'd be like, oh, I just hang around with my mates, went in the woods, you know, went on a bike, uh, I don't know, done this, this and this. And they'd be like, oh, you know, well, I, I went on the yacht at the weekend and we rode our ponies. And so, yeah. you know, they just they just got it easy. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to show my kids that money to me was everything. And I was on £28,000 a year. Fantastic job. Great salary and lots of money and now i live off medical benefits so yeah. like which is peanuts is 135 pound a week or something right. but I, I could have all the money in the world it's not gonna make me better it's not gonna make me happy no. you know so everything that i've got is because i've scraped by i've brought from facebook marketplace secondhand i've brought stuff from a car boot you know cheap shops primark or whatever i'm not into brands so i'm not bothered about logos and stuff like that 
um, because that's just that's just it's changed me for the better in, yeah. in, in that aspect. Knowing that to enjoy, you know, what you can afford and what you can have, because you still you still still deserve to be happy, whether it's a second hand top or not. Yep. You know, you brought yourself an, an, an outfit for less than a five on a car boot. You've still treated yourself to something, you know? Yep. And, and I want my kids to understand that because, you know, their, their mums are married, living in mortgage houses. Um, you know, they work hard for, for their living and, and they get what they want, yeah. you know? But then when they come to me, it's a little bit different because they, yes, okay, I might get, still spoil them and get them what they want. But they know it's not as easy for me to go and buy, you know, a nine hundred pound brand new phone for them or yeah. PlayStation Five for five six hundred quid or whatever. Do you know what I mean they have to get a second hand PlayStation Three? But then still show them that they can have fun with it and uh, to enjoy what they got. Yeah, I think too many kids are spoiled, uh, yeah. I, and I do spoil my kids, but I spoil them more with love and affection than I do just throw money at them. Yeah, sure. Which I think it's more important because it makes them more grounded. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, something we're sort of noticing a lot at the minute is the amount of young children. I say, like, my son is seven, <clears throat> and he had some uh, some girls being unkind to him because he doesn't have a phone. Like, you're seven. Yeah. Seven. You know? Yeah. You've got again push bikes. They've only just got into riding, so I, I got I managed to get him a free mountain bike from Facebook, and I've got him. Uh, well, repaired that I think for a fiver. So he, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good condition bike for a, a fiver. Yeah, yeah, he's enjoying himself. Bikes a bike. It highlights that, like you say, doesn't it? You know, is yeah. the kids the kids don't know the bloody difference really no. unless you're making it a, a big deal. Making that problem like they won't be seen walking down the street carrying a Primark bag. You know they have to stick into a JJB Sports plastic bag <laughs> or a House of Fraser bag. You know, yeah. or it mustn't show everybody that it's from Primark. But it, for me, it is what it is. Like I got mates. You know, they would spend 150 quid on a pair of trainers, yeah. eight to five pound on a T-shirt which has Hugo Boss written across it, where I can get. 80 t-shirts yeah yeah like Google boss with a permanent marker on it from primark you know <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> it, each to their own you know yeah. if that's what they want to waste the money on that's fine it's, it's down to them isn't it but i i just think that some people just got no clue yeah he's everybody's Too got greedy. Di- yeah everybody's got different mindsets and they different yeah. idea deals of what is um acceptable yeah, and not you know we've all, we all got our own paths I suppose uh, yeah but yeah I think, I think it's important to highlight to the kids that you know if you've ch- if you've chosen to have something that is of high value it's taken a hell of a lot of work a hell of a lot of time a hell of a lot of sacrifice in order to to get that you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's, it's uh, the thing with the kids and the mobiles at the minute is just bonkers crazy um, isn't it yeah, it just doesn't even just doesn't make any logical sense. What's a seven-year-old need a mobile phone for? Yeah, yeah. And why is it that it's something to take the mick out of each other for? Yeah, because my four my four-year-old uses an old iPhone five C yeah. in the car if we're on a journey because she goes on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. But not the fact that I have because I have to always give her my phone, and yeah. that drives me crazy because she open messages that I don't know I have. Yeah. <laughs> 
if you disconnect calls that I didn't know was coming through, yeah, because yeah. he just scrolls it off the page because yep. he's, he's what she's watching yeah, more yeah. important, you know? Uh, so I get a, <laughs> I got a, that phone. So it's connected to my phone data. Do you please on YouTube and uh, let me have my own phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we, um, we're, we're suffering that in a minute with the, um, the, my 10 year old, their group chats. We now yeah. have group chats on our personal phones. My phone, I'll be at work and, School's out. You've suddenly got 30 bloody pictures of wolves on my phone. <laughs> what's happening? Yeah, what's, what's going on? <laughs> um, everybody has to stick up with a trend. That's the trouble, isn't it? It you is, know, I yeah. was like 16 when I had my first mobile phone, and it was like a Nokia 3330 uh, with a snake game on it. Yep. didn't even have a camera, you know? Yep. Uh, I think the only exciting thing about it was is that I had it because it had an aerial yep. that had a flashing aerial so it would flash oh, okay, before you yeah, yeah. Text or a call so you got yeah. so excited thinking like is it gonna be a call is it gonna be a text you know and now it's just crazy to think <laughs> what kids have got now i remember what, we used that. to used to get them um these little dongle key rings that did the same thing didn't they yeah. They'd flash yeah yeah get, getting a message or something Ooh. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah couldn't Ooh. afford a pen, so i got brought a tamagotchi yeah. there you go look after get that Watch that, you know. So yeah, th things have changed, um, but it's just about enjoying life because it's far too short to be so having any regrets, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so that's just where I am at the moment. So um, that's my life, really. <laughs> well, listen, I wish you all the best and all the success with all these things that are going on at the minute. Um, if you want to let anybody know where um, they can find all your music and stuff like that. Uh, go ahead if there's anything in the email you want to send to me to put on this this post afterwards about uh sure. getting hold so, of the music and stuff i'll do that so. yes yeah, so simon k official um and that's for instagram twitter facebook and tiktok um spotify artist simon kindly sides as it's say saying as it's spelled um so you can find all my music on there um and my new single's called um empty so that'll be out on digital downloads very soon awesome so, yes it's good but so thanks for your time and, no, thank uh, you. yeah thank you for getting around to doing this is... and i'm sorry that it's took as long as it has because i've been uh, promised you for months but so many things kept cropping well, up and taking over so evidently an extremely busy man um <laughs> so i appreciate you giving me the time um i say i was looking forward to this one so i wish you all the best and yeah, uh, i'm looking forward to seeing your backflip videos um <laughs> in your garden your do you kids. know what Lee? no i did i did go trampolining and gymnastics and i learned the scuba dive and i've been on like um like uh screen fighting courses and stuff i was i was doing it just suddenly realized i was running out of money very quickly yeah and uh it just it just had to take a bit of a back seat, but um, yeah, I'm You'll actually start busking. <laughs> yeah, start busking stunts. People do that, though, don't they? Um, yeah. But it, funnily enough, actually, Monday I'm supposed to be getting together with a friend and planning uh, some fight scenes for some films. So yeah. we are doing nice. it just slow. Do it. Carry on. I will do. <laughs> thank you, and you. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. And I'll say I'll share all this information. And I look forward to seeing your single coming out, and uh, I'll let everyone know about that when it does. Awesome. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Cheers. Have a nice evening. And you, mate.